0: Well, welcome to the latest podcast with me, Dr. Chris Keel, keeping it real with Dr. Keel. Hey, you know, I'm not a marketer. What can I say? So a couple of questions that were posed, um, and some of them are probably too vast to get into in a podcast. But one is an invitation for me to go dancing into a little bit of economic theory. The question was, what is the U.S. reaction, more specifically the Fed's reaction to CPI numbers, and what's the outlook on inflation, and I'm going to touch a little bit on the very unexpected numbers we got as far as GDP. I have often said that my favorite definition of an economist is somebody who explains tomorrow why the predictions they made yesterday didn't come true today. Because if you had looked at our expectations for GDP up until, say, yesterday, it was pretty anemic. I mean, there were people saying, well, maybe one percent. Maybe two percent. So we get four point nine. I mean, seriously, this is the fastest we've seen since twenty twenty one coming out of the pandemic. And it's been driven almost entirely by consumer spending. We've had a good Halloween, so we'll talk a little bit more about that. But as far as inflation is concerned, The Fed does not pay attention to CPI, and I've talked about this before. And the reason is that even though it's current and it's helpful because it gives us a month-by-month run on inflation, there's a lot about it that's artificial, and it's kind of by necessity because they're trying to gauge something without actually having all the data. So what you get with the CPI is an assumption that there is an average family of four and an assumption that you know what they buy. So the way this works is they create a mythical basket of goods that this average family of four buys. They add everything up and then they add it all up for the next month and voila, the inflation numbers assuming, of course, that there is an average family of four, which there isn't. Uh, we have boomers and Gen Z and Gen X and millennials and tweeners and tweezers. And, you know, by the way, the new generation, the ones that are just coming up that are kids now, you know what they're calling them? Digitals. That's just frightening beyond belief. Anyway, um, there's no consensus as to what that basket really should look like. So it's always a bit artificial. The Fed looks at something called PCE, con- well, specifically TM-PCE, Trimmed Mean Personal Consumption Expenditures this is what we actually bought and what it actually cost in the trimmed mean part you all remember from your statistics class this is the one where you sort of eliminate the upper and the lower band so that you get a more accurate number so tmpce right now is sitting at about 3.9 which is way down from what it was in march i mean it was at about 4.6 in march so it's been coming down pretty relentlessly But it's still not where the Fed would like to see it. The Fed would prefer to see it around two, maybe two and a half, and without tripping too deeply into economic theory. Just remember that central banks and economists are considerably more concerned about inflation than they are about recession. Recession, frankly, is not a universal bad. If companies are caught up in it, if individuals are caught up in it, yeah, they definitely feel it. But we all know that there are recession proof industries. We all know that there are companies and individuals that do just fine during a recession. And a matter of fact, they actually benefit. I mean, if you have money going into a recession, well, you're going to see a lot of sales, a lot of low prices. You're going to be able to take advantage. If you're a company and you're in good shape going into a recession, Great time to buy up your competitor or buy up some downstream, upstream additions to your business. I mean, many of the Fortune 100 got their start during a recession. Inflation, on the other hand, is a universal bad. It affects everybody. If you're a limited income person, it really slams you. But even if you're wealthy, I mean, you're still paying more and getting less. Your money loses value. That's the, that's the critical thing about inflation, is that your money loses value. You know, you've got a hundred bucks, but what your hundred bucks buys you now is considerably less than what it bought you six months ago or a year ago countries that have just monstrous inflation issues end up with virtually worthless currency. So at the end of the day, there's going to be a lot more emphasis on inflation. So what all that translates to is that we're headed in the right direction when it comes to inflation, but we're not there yet. The European Central Bank just declared that they're not going to raise rates this time. They're going to stay at four, but they're saying the same thing the Fed is saying. Higher for longer. They're not going to drop it anytime soon because they're still dealing with inflation. When you look at the GDP numbers, and here's how all this connects, the Fed looks at 4.9% GDP growth saying, Oh, hey, we don't have to worry about slowing the economy down. We obviously have not. There's no reason at this stage to even worry about recession. I mean, for crying out loud, the prediction for fourth quarter now is 5.4. So the Fed is like, huh, um, let's see, how close are we to recession? The GDP is uh, 4.9, and we're predicting it to be 5.4, and the unemployment rate is still 3.8 and we just added 339,000 jobs, gee, I don't think we're that close to recession. We can keep pushing it. Um, it's almost a guarantee at this stage that the Fed will raise rates by another quarter point and maybe higher. I mean, I don't think that they're going to move as high as a half point this time around, but I would not at this stage rule out yet another quarter point even after the one in November. So there you go, um, all kinds of, of information that is somewhat unexpected. But then again, The Economist is probably the most sensitive person on the planet because every single story starts with Economist surprised. So every single morning it's like, oh my God, the sun came up. Who would have thought? So anyway, I don't mean to disparage my own profession, but it's so easy. Thank you. I'll talk to you next week.